Listen up, small business founders, senior managers, and rising stars. Bill Ringle here. Welcome to another My Quest for the Best Booster episode, consisting of a favorite part of the episode book on track one and a related tip, tool, or technique to help you and your business on track two. Let's dive in. Welcome to Booster episode 23.4, What Leaders Do to Become More Influential. I'm Bill Ringle, and today on track one, I'd like to share with you a mini case study of how Starbucks is persuasive by design from my friend Brian Ahern's book, Influence People. This is from page 96. Five reasons why Starbucks is so persuasive. What better place to write this than sitting in Starbucks on such a beautiful spring day? Smooth jazz is playing as the barista and staff hustle behind the counter, helping a diverse group of people who pop in and out for their daily caffeine fix. Of course, of course, there's also the smell of roasted coffee beans in the air. All the senses are engaged when you visit Starbucks. Add to that the huge selection of great drinks and you have a winner when it comes to product and service. Here are a handful of reasons why Starbucks is so persuasive. Reason number one, they create an experience when you walk into a store. There's no mistaking it. You know you're in a Starbucks cafe. Sure, you could get a good cup of coffee at Panera, Cup of Joe, McDonald's, and other places, but none of them feels quite like Starbucks. Reason two, the baristas and others who work at Starbucks really seem to enjoy their jobs. I don't think it's because they're hyped up on caffeine. I'm not familiar with the Starbucks hiring process, but the company knows what it wants in an employee and does a great job hiring the right people. Reason three, something that stands out about Starbucks is how easily recognizable Starbucks cups are. It's amazing how many times you see them when you're out and about. It doesn't matter if you're in the airport, at the mall, out for a walk in the park, or anyplace else. That's Starbucks advertising. Me, you, and everyone else walking around with a Starbucks in hand. Reason four, have you tried the Starbucks app? It's one of the best apps available for your smartphone. You can enter your favorite drinks so that when you visit, you hold the app up to the scanner and the barista knows exactly what you want. The app has a store locator, which is great if you travel a lot like I do. For a time, you could get free songs from iTunes almost weekly, which was cool because it exposed me to music I probably wouldn't go looking for normally. This giving engages the principle of reciprocity, making us more likely to return the favor, so to speak, by purchasing Starbucks coffee. Reason five, the smartest move Starbucks made with their app is the ability to load it with cash so you could pay by phone. It works just like having a gift card, except you don't need the gift card because you pay with the phone. The brilliance is once you have loaded the app, you don't feel like you're actually spending money when you buy your coffee. After all, if I have 25 or $50 on my app, I'll go out of my way to use it versus stopping by some other coffee shop where I have to quote unquote pay. Is Starbucks for everyone? Of course not. But there's no denying the company is an incredible success, and that's not by accident. Starbucks is very intentional in its desire to persuade us to get our caffeine fix at one of its local establishments, and it's doing an amazing job. How can you influence people? Starbucks gives you several things to consider. Number one, how can you create a unique experience for your customers? Two, is there anything you can do to make where you work a place where employees enjoy working and customers want to hang out? Three, what can you give that will make people want to give in return? Number four, can you create something that will get people to advertise for you? And number five, what can you do to significantly reduce or even better, remove the pain of paying? That's an excerpt from Influence People, Powerful Everyday Opportunities to Persuade That Are Lasting and Ethical by Brian Ahern. Check out the discussion Brian and I had about ethical influence for business founders, managers, and rising stars on episode 384 of My Quest for the Best, the podcast for ambitious small business leaders. This is track two, where I want to offer you a framework for increasing your follow-through to commitments based on the acronym PAVE, as in pave the way for success. You'd rather walk a path that's been cleared and paved rather than trample through a forest going in roughly the desired direction, right? I sure would. With the PAVE framework, you get with the PAVE framework, you want to get clear on a commitment and then, number one, make it public 
with at least one other person. Two, take action to build momentum. Three, treat it as voluntary, something you choose, not as something that's compulsory so you really own it. Number four, put in effort because the rewards you get out are directly proportional to the effort you invest. Here's a quick example from Max, the founder of a CRM company based in Silicon Valley, who's active in my private group coaching program. Max started his company based on a strictly remote capacity from the beginning, based on the Atlassian to Zapier model, to give himself the advantage of having the widest pool of developers and engineers and other candidates to choose from, while keeping costs down for his startup. He decided that he was going to be more open and engaged with the people who worked for his direct reports and not just those who he interacted with day to day. First, Max got clearer on what his commitment would look like and how it helped him become the kind of leader he aspired to become. Then he shared it one-on-one -on -one with his direct reports and got their feedback, which helped him formulate the idea of having an AMA or Ask Me Anything session group video call with about 60 people once a month. He was nervous as can be because this was definitely outside his comfort zone. This was a stretch goal that he and I had set and that he was really owning it. I reminded him at one point that the presence he wanted to project waited for him just on the other side of his current comfort zone. And that got him curious and excited about stepping into this new reality to experience that greater level of confidence while being more open and vulnerable. As a result, he made better decisions because of those experiences and people were more loyal to him because of his openness. After just two or three of these AMA sessions, he shared with me how much freer he felt and glad they had persevered through the stress and discomfort parts of the process. How will you use the PAVE framework to create a path to your next level of high performance? Visit AskBillRingle.com and book a call if I could be of help. On AskBillRingle.com, you'll find the button at the top of the page to learn more about how you could book a call to get a confidential one-on-one -on -one business growth acceleration session where we can work on your next steps. In the meantime, keep up the great work that you do. You really make a difference. I'm Bill Ringel, and that's a wrap for this Booster episode. Listen up, small business founders, senior managers, and rising stars. Bill Ringel here. Welcome to another My Quest for the Best Booster episode, consisting of a favorite part of the episode book on track one and a related tip, tool, or technique to help you and your business on track two. Let's dive in.